It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Content warning. This episode gets into topics that some listeners may find very disturbing. It includes details about the murders of two young girls as well as domestic violence. Please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233 if you or someone you know is experiencing abuse. One question we have gotten over and over again in the last couple of months is, why did law enforcement stop looking at the Kleins? Reading the 2020 police interview transcript we previously released gives the impression that the authorities did a search of the Klein home and polygraphed Kagan Klein in February of 2017, and after that, simply moved on until August of 2020. So what happened? What did they have on another suspect that seemed more convincing than the evidence they amassed against Kagan Klein? We now have at least a partial answer to that question. We have obtained a crucial document, a court document that gives valuable insight into both the person who law enforcement was looking at in March 2017 and why they were looking at him. It also reveals details about the murders which have never been made public before, until today. My name is Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenley. And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast. Anya and I connected over the Burger Chef murders, a 1978 unsolved case involving the killings of four young restaurant employees. Now we're looking to track restaurant homicides, 
To help us understand the patterns of these crimes, we created a spreadsheet of nearly a thousand eatery-related killings, the murder sheet. We'll be drawing on that data throughout season one to give you a deep dive into undercovered crimes. We don't just rely on skimming the headlines. We dive into these cases to bring you in-depth coverage. We're the murder sheet, and this is the Delphi murders, the Ronald Logan search warrant. Before we go any further, let's quickly recap this complicated case. Liberty German and Abigail Williams were two young girls from the city of Delphi in Indiana's Carroll County. On February 13, 2017, these two friends hiked Delphi's forested trails and walked across the abandoned Monon High Bridge. Libby even posted an image of Abby making her way along it. A few minutes later, they ran into someone, a man. Libby recorded at least a portion of the encounter, but only a few moments of it have been released. The man calls them guys and tells them to go down the hill. We don't know exactly what happened next, but we do know that the next day, Libby and Abby were found murdered. Their bodies were discovered on property belonging to Ronald Logan, who was then 77 years old. Police began to suspect Logan himself of being involved in the killings, and in March 2017, roughly a month after the raid on the Klein home, law enforcement conducted a search of Logan's property, hoping to find evidence that would tie him to the murders. Today, we are going to read to you from the probable cause affidavit that law enforcement filed to secure that warrant. And we are also going to share the warrant itself. After speaking with law enforcement, we redacted some information from the warrant. Once we're done redacting the names of the innocent from those documents, we will share them in our Facebook discussion group. The probable cause affidavit offers us a glimpse inside the investigation at the time. It is this document the law enforcement must file in order to convince a judge they have good reason to believe the particular items related to a crime may be found at a specified location. In essence, it is where law enforcement needs to make a bit of a case about whichever person is connected to the property. So, in this document, they will offer a case against Ronald Logan. In the years since 2017, many online commentators have indicated they do not believe Logan committed these crimes. Observers who fall into this category have even made references to the fact that Indiana State Police have cleared Logan of suspicion in these crimes. The basis for that claim appears to be a tweet sent out on the official Indiana State Police Twitter account at 8.39 p.m. on March 14, 2017. That tweet references David Burston, a public information officer with the ISP. It says, D. Burston says media reports connecting Ronald Logan to Delphi murders is false. Probation violation. No connection to murder investigation. That language seems very clear and unequivocal. Media reports tying Ronald Logan to the murders are false. But there is a problem. That tweet, which seemed to clear Logan, was, as we have said, sent on March 14, 2017. The probable cause affidavit suggesting Logan was involved with the killings was filed on March 17, 2017. 
three days later. And it reflects investigative information that was being gathered days before the tweet was sent. In short, at the time ISP sent out this tweet indicating that law enforcement did not believe Logan was connected to the murders, Logan was in fact being investigated for being possibly connected to these murders. At the very least, then, the March 14, 2017 tweet seems to have been deliberately misleading. But, of course, it was far from the last time the ISP has put out confusing or misleading information about this case. We are now going to start reading from the March 17, 2017 Probable Cause Affidavit. At times, we will stop our reading to offer our thoughts on the material. Whenever we switch from the affidavit to our analysis, or vice versa, you will hear this. We will now start the affidavit. Keep in mind that as we did in the previous documents we released, we will be removing certain names and identifying information. Nicole Robertson swears or affirms that she believes, and has good cause to believe, evidence of a homicide is located in the residence of Ronald Logan, which is described as a white two-story single-family dwelling including the detached garage, outbuildings, or a white Ford F-250 VIN-1FTNX21L54EB25946, states as follows. I, Nicole Robertson, am a special agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation and have been employed as such for 12 years. Prior to her employment as an FBI agent, Nicole Robertson was employed as a South Village, Illinois police officer for approximately six years. Nicole Robertson is assigned to the Merrillville Resident Agency and currently participates in the investigation of all violent crimes. We find it interesting that this warrant was prepared by an FBI agent. Let's return for a brief moment to the day of the raid on the Klein residence. After that search, FBI agent Bob Ramsey told the Journal and Courier that we in no way believe that the resident of the Canal Street home was connected to the murder of those girls. Now, a few weeks later, we have another FBI agent appearing to suggest that the actual perpetrator was Ronald Logan. Was the FBI responsible for the pivot from the Kleins to Ronald Logan? In any case, the warrant now proceeds to describe the murders. Background 1. On February 13, 2017, at approximately 1 p.m., juvenile victims hereafter referred to as LG and AW were taken to the Monon High Bridge Trail located in Delphi, Indiana. LG and AW were walking the trail in the area of County Road 300 North and 575 West near latitude 40, 35 degrees, 21.4 degrees, longitude 86, 38 degrees, 23.3 degrees at approximately 2.13 p.m., which was the time of last contact with LG and AW by cellular device. The victims were to be picked up by a family member at 3 p.m., and the victims never met with the family member. Approximately 5.30 p.m. was the last successful ping of the cellular phone by AT&T. The victims LG and AW were located deceased on February 14, 2017, at approximately 12.17 p.m. at the above-listed latitude and longitude, having been the victims of murder, in accordance with Indiana Code 354211. 2. A suspect has been developed of a white male wearing a blue jacket with a heavy physical build, wearing a cap and blue jeans. The development of this suspect was made by a 43-second video taken on LG's phone, where the suspect follows the victims as they are walking on the Monon High Bridge Trail. Near the end of the video, 
The suspect speaks to the victims, saying, down the hill. It sounds as though he is directing the victims to leave the trail they were on and enter the wooded area below. No person has come forward and identified himself as the person who met the victims and made the statement in LG's video. Therefore, it is believed that the person in LG's video participated in the killings. Images of the suspect have been broadcast on the news media since February 15, 2017, as a person of interest. 3. LG and AW are presumed to have made contact with the unknown male at approximately 2.13 p.m. based upon analysis of LG's cell phone, which recorded the video. 4. On February 14, 2017, at approximately 12.17 p.m., victims LG and AW were found dead with wounds caused by a weapon on the property owned by Ronald Logan. A large amount of blood was lost by the victims at the crime scene. Because of the nature of the victim's wounds, it is nearly certain the perpetrator of the crime would have gotten blood on his person slash clothing. The location of the crime scene is approximately 1,400 feet from Logan's residence. Now we come to the part of the affidavit with the author, Special Agent of the FBI Nicole Robertson explains why she specifically believes Ronald Logan is tied to the murders. 5. Logan is a 77-year-old male. Logan's physical build is consistent with that of the male suspect videoed by LG on the Monon High Bridge Trail. Logan owns farmland and cares for large farm animals. Logan appears to be in good physical condition. Logan has been interviewed several times. His voice is not inconsistent with that of the person in the video. The author of the affidavit now turns to detailing information about the crime scene itself. And in doing so, she reveals more information that has not previously been released to the public. 6. It was also discovered that articles of clothing of one of the victims were missing from the crime scene while the rest of their clothing was recovered. It also appeared the girls' bodies were moved and staged. Based upon my training and experience, it is common for perpetrators of this type of crime to take a souvenir or, in some fashion, memorialize the crime scene whether by photos or electronic or digital methods that are then downloaded onto computers, storage devices, tablets, phones, iPad devices, or other electronic devices that store digital data for later viewing, scanning, or copying. 7. LG and AW had no visible signs of a struggle or fight. 8. During the processing of the crime scene, investigators located unknown fibers and unidentified hairs, which may later be used for comparison of similar fibers or hairs. There is much to digest here. The killer may have taken articles of clothing from one of the victims. That could point to a sexual motivation behind the killings. It could also be an attempt at misdirection, or perhaps the articles of clothing were simply lost. We also want to note this line. It also appeared the girls' bodies were moved and staged. What does this mean? It is important to stress that this does not have to mean that the bodies were moved a great distance. Perhaps they were only moved in a minimal fashion in order to carry out the staging. We obviously don't know how the bodies were staged, but generally... When victims' corpses are staged, it means that the killer is trying to make it look like the crime was something it was not. For instance, someone may try to make a murder look like a suicide. Or, the staging could point to something even more sinister. On April 22, 2019, investigators from the Indiana State Police, the FBI, the Carroll County Sheriff's Office, and the Delphi Police 
organized a press conference where they unveiled a new sketch. During that event, ISP Superintendent Doug Carter said to the murderer, I believe you have just a little bit of conscience left. I can assure you that how you left them in those woods is not what they are experiencing today. That could point to post-mortem staging done with the intent to humiliate or degrade the victims or upset the first responders who came upon their bodies. Again, we do not know how these bodies were staged or what the intent of that staging was. All we can say is that the staging, whatever it was, clearly did not fool investigators. They recognized it for what it was. But, again... The intent of this affidavit is not to reveal details about the crime scene. The purpose instead is to connect Ronald Logan to this crime and to establish the need for a search of his property. So we now come back to the subject of Logan. But we note that we will be removing the names of the people mentioned in this document. 9. Logan owns numerous weapons including handguns and knives that were observed by LEOs during the execution of a search warrant that took place at his home on March 6, 2017. Logan's home was searched as a result of a probation violation. The search was limited to the discovery of firearms and included only his main residence. 10. On February 14, 2017, at approximately 9.20 a.m., Logan contacted man number one. Logan asked man number one to tell the police that man number one came to Logan's home between 2 p.m. and 2.30 p.m. on February 13, 2017, to pick Logan up. Logan further told man number one to say that man number one drove Logan to an aquarium store in Lafayette, Indiana. Logan told man number one to say they returned home to Logan's house between 5 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. 11. On February 14, 2017, while requesting consent to search Logan's property, a law enforcement officer, LEO, advised Logan that LEOs would not search his home unless evidence led LEOs to Logan's house. In that meeting, Logan told the LEO that he did not think evidence would lead them to that, but said, I don't know. 12. A receipt from Aquarium World in Lafayette, dated February 13, 2017, with a checkout time of 5.21 p.m., was found in Logan's home on March 6, 2017, during a probation violation search. Logan resides approximately 22 miles from the store. It would take approximately 30 minutes to get to the store from Logan's home. 13. On March 6, 2017, during an interview with an LEO, Logan said he was picked up by man number one around 3 p.m. and taken straight to the aquarium store in Lafayette. In the March 6, 2017 interview, Logan said after he was done at the aquarium store, he was driven straight home. These statements were found to be factually false and intentionally designed to deceive LEOs. 14. On March 7, 2017, man number one was interviewed by an LEO. Man number one told the LEO, that he was with Logan on Monday, February 13, 2017, and that man number one drove Logan to the aquarium store in Lafayette. On March 9, 2017, man number one was interviewed by another LEO regarding the trip to the aquarium. Man number one told the LEO that he had lied when he was interviewed by the LEO on March 7, 2017, at Logan's request. Man number one explained that Logan had never asked man number one to lie for him in the past. Man number one knows that Logan has driven his vehicle while on probation, was is prohibited from doing so. 
man number one also said that Logan did not ask him to lie for Logan when Logan drove to the transfer station earlier in the day. 15. On March 12, 2017, man number one explained in an interview to an LEO that Logan called him on the morning of February 14, 2017 and asked him to provide the alibi for Logan's drive to the aquarium in Lafayette. This phone call was made prior to LEO's discovery of LG and AW's deceased bodies. Based on investigators' experience, it is reasonable to believe that the creation of an alibi prior to the discovery of a crime indicates culpability or knowledge of the crime. This seems to be a key point for Special Agent Nicole Robertson. Logan asked for an alibi before the crime was even discovered. Clearly a sign of guilt. But there is a complicating factor here. First of all, even though the bodies of the girls had not yet been discovered, police were still going around asking all sorts of questions about where people were the day before and what they'd been doing. And, whether or not Logan was involved with the murders, we do know for a fact that he did have a secret, something he very much wanted to hide. He had driven himself to that aquarium store, and that was a violation of his probation. And, of course, this is exactly what Logan asked man number one to lie about. Logan wanted the man to claim that he drove Logan there, instead of Logan driving himself to the store. 16. Man number one said he thought the photograph of the mail that was released by the media of the man on the bridge looked like Logan. 17. LEOs learned that Logan had driven on February 13, 2017, to the transfer station in Delphi, Indiana, to drop off trash. Video from the transfer station shows Logan driving his white Ford pickup truck between 11.27 a.m. and 11.32 a.m. The video from the transfer station appears to be off by 26 minutes, putting Logan at the transfer station from approximately 11.53 a.m. and 11.58 a.m. 18. Logan did not ask man number one to provide an alibi for his drive to the transfer station on February 13, 2017. Logan only asked man number one to provide an alibi for a trip that would have occurred at the time of the apparent abduction of LG and AW. It is worth noting that investigators at this time were not asking about where people were hours before the girls went missing. The area of their primary concern was the afternoon, which was when Libby and Abby were abducted. Let's point out something else as well. According to the best information we have at this time, the abduction took place shortly after 2.13 p.m. Logan told police that man number one picked him up at 3 p.m. If Logan was the killer, he would presumably have known that he would have needed an alibi for 2.13 p.m., and not 3 p.m. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be. For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. 
With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20 percent of your weight in one year in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roe.co slash msheet. That's roe.co slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At this point, FBI agent Robertson tries to suggest that Logan seems to have been the sort of person who may have committed these murders. And again, we are removing the names of people mentioned in this document. 19. On March 8, 2017... Woman number one was interviewed by LEOs. Woman number one met Logan about seven or eight years ago. Woman number one was in a personal relationship with Logan for a couple of months and would stay with him in his home on the weekends. Woman number one left Logan after he became physically abusive. During her interview, woman number one explained that Logan continued to stalk and harass woman number one after their breakup. During their relationship, Logan had dragged woman number one out of her car by her hair. Woman number one still fears Logan. Woman number one has not had contact with Logan in approximately two years. Woman number one told interviewers that Logan had told her in the past that he could kill her and no one would find her body. 20. During her March 8, 2017 interview, woman number one said that she knew Logan carried a gun everywhere he went. Woman number one knew that Logan would carry a gun in a fanny pack. Woman number one described Logan's fanny pack as one made out of a nicer material. This, of course, establishes that Logan could be physically abusive and threatening to a woman he was in a relationship with. FBI agent Robertson now tries to tie him more specifically to the murders of Abby and Libby. 21. During her March 8, 2017 interview, woman number one told LEOs, When she first saw the photograph of the man on the bridge, she thought the police were looking for Logan because she thought the photograph was Logan. Woman number one did not initially realize that the photograph was that of the suspect. 22. A call placed using Logan's cell phone produced cell tower data that shows Logan's cell phone appears to be in or around his property on February 13, 2017, at 2.09 p.m. Although his exact location cannot be confirmed, the tower data shows that Logan's cell phone was in the Delphi area, in the area of the Monon High Bridge Trail. In other words, his cell phone was in the area of his property. 23. An analysis of Logan's cell phone data revealed a text message sent from his phone at 7.56 p.m. on February 13, 2017. Initial exam of this analysis indicates Logan's phone was likely outside of his residence and in the proximity of where LG and AW's bodies were located. 
24. An analysis of Logan's cell phone data revealed a text message received by his phone at 10.16 p.m. on February 13, 2017. Initial exam of this analysis indicates Logan's phone was likely outside of his residence and in the proximity of where LG and AW's bodies were located. Let us note that the word likely carries quite a bit of weight in sentences like, Logan's phone was likely outside of his residence and in the proximity of where LG and AW's bodies were located. 25. Logan met with LEOs on or about February 17, 2017, while they were on his property. Logan was physically able to get up and down the hill from his home to the crime scene. 26. On March 14, 2017, Logan's former housemate, woman number two, was interviewed. Woman number two resided with Logan from about September 2016 through December of 2016. Woman number two was in a sexual relationship with Logan on and off for approximately three years. During the interview with LEOs, woman number two said when she first learned that AW and LG were missing and then found dead near Logan's home, her initial thought was that Logan was involved. Woman number two said in her interview that she feared Logan and even previously told her baby's father if she ever ended up dead, Logan did it. 27. On March 14, 2017, woman number two explained in her interview that Logan had been violent with her in the past. Woman number two explained that on July 4, 2016, while at Logan's home, Logan punched her in the face, knocking her down. Woman number two explained that she was drinking, but Logan was completely sober during the incident. Woman number two also explained that Logan was angry because she disrespected Logan while in Logan's home. Again, this establishes that Logan had a propensity to be physically abusive and threatening to women he was in a relationship with. Let us be clear, it is heinous and unforgivable for a man to be physically abusive to his partner. We by no means intend to trivialize such behavior, but we do feel it is worth pointing out that being physically abusive to an adult woman you are in a relationship with seems like a very different kind of crime than violently killing two young teens who happen to walk near your property. Obviously, in the history of crime, we can point to plenty of cases where domestic abusers escalate or pivot to attacking strangers, or where predators who target adults switch to children, or vice versa. But we feel it's fair to note the difference. 28. On February 13, 2017, LG's family began searching the area of the trail where LG and AW were initially dropped off, beginning shortly after 3 p.m. LG's family and other community members joined the search shortly thereafter. Carroll County Sheriff's Office was notified at approximately 5.30 p.m. that LG and AW were missing. Once the search for LG and AW began, no one reported seeing any person matching the description of the male on the bridge. 29. The FBI has established a database for the collection and organization of tips provided by the public in this case. A search of the database has revealed 15 tips in which citizens both known and anonymous attributed the crime to Logan for various reasons. It seems unusual to ask for a warrant because you have 15 tips, the contents of which you do not share, which happen to suggest your suspect is guilty. 30. Based on the above aforementioned facts, Logan was in the area at the time the crime occurred 
and that he provided false information about his activities during the crime to law enforcement, has a prior propensity for violence, employed others to assist in deceiving law enforcement, and plotted an alibi for a crime that had not yet been discovered. Now that Special Agent Robertson has laid out her case for believing she has probable cause to search Ronald Logan's property, we come to perhaps the most important part of an affidavit such as this. What exactly does she hope to find at his property that would tie him to these murders? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Special Agent Robertson now spells out precisely what she hopes to discover at the Logan property. Information to be searched and things to be seized. 1. Based on the aforementioned facts, I believe there is probable cause to believe that Ronald Logan has committed the crime of murder, and evidence of that could be found on Ronald Logan's property. 2. The affiant requests a warrant to search Ronald Logan's entire property, described as a white two-story single-family dwelling, including his detached garage, outbuildings, and vehicle a white Ford F-250 bearing VIN number 1FTNX21L54EB259496 for evidence related to the murders of LG and AW for the following property. 3. Any and all evidence pertaining to a murder, including clothing, forensic evidence, blood, seen and unseen, hair, bodily fluids, seen and unseen, fibers, weapons, including guns and cutting instruments, electronic devices used to produce the cellular signals detected by law enforcement in the area of the crime scene, animal hair samples, Let's pause for a moment and zero in on some of the items mentioned. They were searching for electronic devices used to produce the cellular signals detected by law enforcement in the area of the crime scene. That would suggest that there were phones pinging in the vicinity of the Monon High Bridge that day that, at the very least, had not been traced by mid-March 2017. Could any of these have been burner phones? Finally, we want to highlight that they were also searching for animal hair samples. Rumors have floated around for years that animal hairs were recovered at the crime scene. Those stories have been linked to reports of the Klein dog being seized in a raid at the Klein home in Peru last winter. 
Let's go back to the warrant and resume the list of items law enforcement wish to search for. 4. Computers and computer equipment, digital storage devices, tapes, cassettes, cartridges, streaming tape, commercial software and hardware, computer disks, flash drives, disk drives, monitors, computer printers, modems, tape drives, disk application programs, data disks, system disk operating systems, magnetic media floppy disks, computer software, hardware and software operating manuals, tape systems and hard drive and other computer-related operation equipment, digital cameras, scanners in addition to computer photographs, graphic interchange formats and or photographs, undeveloped photographic film, slides, or other visual depictions of such graphic interchange format equipment, and the data stored within these materials, which has been used or may be used to store evidence of the crime, research ways to conceal a crime, or destroy a crime scene. 5. Records, documents, writings, and correspondence containing information about the crime, crime scene, or any individual involved in the crime. 6. Any and all tablets, phones, iPad devices, and any and all other electronic devices which may contain digital data. 7. Any and all computer data, including but not limited to photographs, videos, documents, emails, and sound files which may contain evidence of the violations of the criminal statutes listed at the beginning of this affidavit. This list of items seems to make clear that, at least at the time of this warrant, law enforcement was taking very seriously the possibility that some element of the murders, or their aftermath, may have been recorded on video. The affidavit concludes with Special Agent Robertson attesting to the truth of what she has written. I affirm, under penalty of perjury, as specified in LC 3544-121, that the foregoing representations are true. Dated this 17th day of March, 2017, Nicole Robertson, FBI. The affidavit was successful. It convinced the court to issue a search warrant to Special Agent Robertson. Here is what that warrant said. And you will note that it uses language almost identical to what was in the affidavit. You are authorized and ordered in the name of the state of Indiana with the necessary and proper assistance to enter into Ron Logan's entire property located at Delphi, Carroll County, Indiana, described as a white two-story single-family dwelling, including his detached garage, outbuildings, and a white Ford, F-250, VIN number IFT, NX21L54EB25946 for evidence related to the murders of LG and AW and diligently search for the following items. 1. Any and all evidence pertaining to a murder, including clothing, forensic evidence, blood, seen and unseen, hair, bodily fluids, seen and unseen, fibers, weapons, including guns and cutting instruments, electronic devices used to produce the cellular signals detected by law enforcement in the area of the crime scene, animal hair samples. 2. Computers and computer equipment, digital storage devices, tapes, cassettes, cartridges, streaming tape, commercial software and hardware, computer disks, flash drives, disk drives, monitors, computer printers, modems, tape drives, disk application programs, data disks, system disk operating systems, magnetic media floppy disks, 
computer software, hardware and software operating manuals, tape systems and hard drive and other computer-related operation equipment, digital cameras, scanners, in addition to computer photographs, graphic interchange formats and or photographs, undeveloped photographic film, slides, or other visual depictions of such graphic interchange format equipment, and the data stored within these materials, which has been used or may be used to store evidence of the crime, research ways to conceal a crime, or destroy a crime scene. 3. Records, documents, writings, and correspondence containing information about the crime, crime scene, or any individual involved in the crime. 4. Any and all tablets, phones, iPad devices, and any and all other electronic devices which may contain digital data. You are ordered to seize such property or any part thereof found on such search. Dated this 17th day of March 2017, signed Curtis G. Fouts, Judge. That is the end of the search warrant. We will have quite a bit more to say about what we think this all means next week. If you have information that you'd like to share with us about Logan, the Kleins, or the Delphi case in general, then email murdersheet at gmail.com. We protect our sources. If you need to get in contact with police about this case, email your tip to abbyandlibbytip at c-a-c-o-s-h-r-f dot com or call the tip line at 765-822-3535. To our surprise, We've gotten a number of requests from people saying they would like a way to help financially support our efforts with the show. So, if you are interested, we are relaunching a Patreon page, which you can find at www.patreon.com slash murdersheet. Join us there for two live video question and answer sessions each month. You can ask us anything, suggest new cases for us to look at, or even offer ideas for new leads for us to follow. If Patreon is not your thing, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash murdersheet. Thanks for the interest. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. As always, thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenley, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet, and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. To keep up with the latest on The Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Murder Sheet and on Facebook at MSheet Podcast or by searching Murder Sheet. If you enjoy listening to The Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure and send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>